Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the December 30th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Friday evening episode of the show. We are steaming toward New Year's, New Year's Eve tomorrow. Happy New Year's, everybody. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. That'll get you the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Also, we're over on Twitter at Um Sports. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, John, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I am good. We've got, uh, we've got what, the college playoffs coming up. We've got bowl games happening, getting close to the NFL playoffs, and... Uh, NHL's underway. NBA is, uh, what, a quarter into their season at this point, something like that. Mm -hmm. So lots happening out there in the sports world. We are going to hang out in the football world, though, for most of this episode. Let's start with uh, the Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, being disrespected by his team, but he's still going out there and proving it day in and day out uh, that, that he's the guy that should have the job. What's your thoughts on the Justin Fields situation in Chicago? Yeah, I think it's a situation that most quarterbacks would be struggling in. Um, he, he has no offensive weapons as far as wide receivers are concerned. They try to get Claypool, but that really hasn't done much, uh, if, if anything, to, to seal the gap that Allen Robinson left or had when he got sent to the Rams. Uh, I think it was through the offseason. And then during this season, they trade away both of their uh, – I think it was both the, their best linebackers to the um, – I think one to the Dolphins and one to uh, one to the uh, the Ravens, and and they've kind of just decimated their team to the point where it's not a contender. Uh, and I'm imagine they're just going to try to build in the draft and through free agency and hope to build from there. But at this point, I mean, the way Justin Fields has been able to put up the numbers he's been able to put up, the rushing numbers he's been able to put up, um, I think he's the best running quarterback in the NFL. I think he's done a, a fantastic job with what he's been given to get him close into games that they keep losing because they really do not have a defense. They really do not really have an offense. It's mostly just him and a few running backs that are able to carry the load to the point where they've got some chance of possibly being a mediocre football team. But I think at this point, I think Justin Fields has done exactly what he needs to do to prove that he has what's uh, the necessary um, skills and abilities to lead this Bears team to a lot of wins if they can put around him good wide receivers and a good defense. They've already gotten rid of a lot of their defensive weapons that over the last few years that you could build with. Cleo Mack is gone, um, and like I said, their linebackers have also been decimated. So they don't really don't have that the, any of those star pieces to make anything happen, and yet they're being talked about week in and week out. Uh, because of Justin Fields and because of what he's doing. And namely, it's musty TV just because of, you know, he never know when he's going to go down or how he's going to go down. He always seems to be able to escape out of the pocket and do what he needs to do. So I think he's definitely done everything he needs to do to prove that just that he was a good draft choice, that um, the Bears made the good decision on him. Now, will they do enough to put pieces around him to get things going? But like I said, I think it's an interesting situation because a lot of QBs around this league probably wouldn't be sticking it out this long with this Bears team and everything that they have done and the lack of ability or desire it seems like to help Justin Fields this season. But he's been able to stick it out, and I think it's going to be an exciting time to be a Bears fan in the next couple of seasons because I think if they do it correctly, this Bears team can be one of the best in the National Football League, and I think a lot of that has to do with what Justin Fields has been doing. All right, well, they're going to have to get their act together get some players to surround him. All right, so speaking of quarterbacks, Russell Wilson out there in Denver, it's a bit of a mm, problem 
uh, overall, the Denver Broncos situation and decisions made and trades made and whatnot, and uh, a lot of blame being put on Russ, and and, uh, it seems like they're standing behind him saying this was a long-term decision that they made to bring him in, and they are not concerned about uh, a single season of, um, I guess, mediocre uh, football. Uh, And I think you would say that's not his fault. Um, But what's going on with the narrative around Russell Wilson right now? Yes, uh, Jerry Judy uh, and another wide receiver came out, uh, I think it was a couple days ago, basically saying they don't like the slander that Russell Wilson's been put under and how it's a false narrative and how uh, basically he's not the type of teammate that many people are making him out to be and he's working hard. Then the interim, interim head coach basically just seconded that uh, and, and said the same thing. And then over Twitter, I saw last night, media personalities are also changing their opinion on Russell Wilson and that it's not actually all his fault and that he's not the bad teammate that much of the media is trying to make him out to be. Uh, so, I mean... I, I mean, Russell is not going to be able to do anything this season to prove any of the narratives, you know, wrong. Uh, because there's not enough time this season and nothing changed overnight. They didn't yeah. get any new players. They actually got worse. They fired their head coach. Uh, but, you know, in the next months, upcoming months, in between football season when it ends and after the Super Bowl, they have everything they need to, you know, get something going. They've got good wide receivers. They got one of the best defenses and they just need to fix some things up. Um, but I just think, you know, I think people are going to, you know, hear more and more about this polarization of, you know, Russell Wilson and where he stands. It's going to have people on, you know, Russell Wilson is terrible and deserves to be cut and, 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 and they need to just move on past him and, or just wait through his contract and not do much with him. And then it's going to be the people that are going to be like, you know, it's not Russell's fault and they just need to build around him. And that's going to get, you know, I think more people are going to jump ship from it's all on Russell Wilson to, Russell Wilson has, deserves, a, you know, another chance to prove that he's the type of quarterback that he is, uh, and I think that's going to become more and more as the players and as they make different moves and as they try to, you know, figure things out and get things in the right direction. Um, I just think personally, I'm on the side that Russell Wilson just needs help because, I mean, if you look at Russell Wilson's success in Seattle, Russell Wilson had success when he had a good offensive line, a great defense, and good wide receivers. He did terrible. When the offensive line was stripped from him, the defense got stripped from him, and then they tried to throw some extra pieces in there. Uh, and then finally, last season, actually did something. So Russell Wilson never succeeded in a situation where he has to scramble for his life. I mean, I've heard it all through the offseason or uh, throughout the season that Russell Wilson is the quarterback that plays and thrives on the run, uh, and that's where he makes his money. I'm sure he's been forced into that situation, but he's still the most sacked quarterback by – I saw this – I think he's sacked most by like – 73 times this season uh, from the next guy. Um, and when you get sacked that much and you're spending that much time on the turf, you're not actually able to play the football that you desire to play. Um, but I think this team, you know, not yet, May next year, May the year following, can be really, really good. Uh, I think people just need to put a good head coach around them. I saw a, a report that, you know, reports are reports. You yeah. know, we'll learn in time if it'll be true or not. But the Broncos are about to make a big push for Sean Payton to come. Is that right? Be their new head coach. Okay. Um, they do that. That can really turn around Russell Wilson and, and what's going on here because Sean Payton's obviously had a lot of success in the NFL. Uh, this defense is, you know, really good. I They just need to, you know, push everything together. But like I said, you know, the media is not sticking to its guns as as, as it mostly isn't. Uh, so I'm excited to see kind of where this team heads, where it's going. Um, but, 
you know, obviously, like I mentioned, nothing's going to happen this season or the, this season, this game or the next, because there's literally two games left. Yep. Uh, but after that, I think there's, you know, good things ahead. All right. So we are getting pretty close to the NFL playoffs here. Mm-hmm. We've got a fairly good picture around, you know, who's going to be in there and who's not. Uh, who are the pretenders in this uh, in this playoff picture right now? I think the Chargers are one of them. Uh, I think their quarterback, Justin Herbert, uh, has been extremely inconsistent, extre- not playing the way you would want him to play. Uh, they're sitting at nine and six, um, but I, I just I don't see them, you know, sticking that out for that long unless Justin Herbert becomes really good and gets on a really hot streak, like he can. I know he's really talented. I know this team has good pieces, but. Their wide receivers have been banged up this entire season. Can't get everyone healthy at the same time. Put Justin Herbert in there. He gets a rib injury. He's out for a few, or tries to force himself to the injury. Can't really get there. And it's just been a pretty rough performance from the Chargers team that I don't think, you know, lasts throughout the entire playoffs. The Ravens, I think, could be a pretender team. Not because they're not talented. This team is really good. But because Lamar Jackson can't seem to get onto the football field with that injury, it's been nagging him. He's still going to be out this week. Um, if Huntley starts, I don't think they you know, c- continue on, especially at the five seed. I don't, I don't think that continues for him. But if Lamar Jackson's in, I think they actually have a good chance to get things going. I think they're more on that, you know, that, that fringe. The other team, I would say, is the Vikings. Because the Vikings, you can't do what the Vikings have done this entire season and succeed you can't blow a 30 point 33 point uh, or have it not blow it but like be a, a down 33 points going to halftime and expect to be able to come back in and win the game you can't do the same thing like you did against buffalo you gotta you gotta come out of the gate swinging and playing hard and playing fast and playing well and so far this this vikings team hasn't proven that they can stop anybody they've just proven that they can you know if the, the offense makes a mistake they can capitalize on that mistake but that's going to be relying on the offense to actually make that a mistake at some point and capitalize on that. And, you know, you can't rely on that in the playoffs. The playoffs are the best of the best teams. Yeah, they're sitting at number two, but I really don't have a whole lot of confidence that's where they're going to stay. I don't know if they continue or not in that spot. Uh, You know, there's some teams in the hunt that are going to be interesting, Tampa being one of them. That seems like it's getting hot, but I think, you know, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, they all seem pretty stout. And the only other team that I would say sits on the fringe of being a pretender is the Cowboys, not defensively. I think hmm. defensively they're a good team. Offensively, though, they've got like some of the worst p- players as far as turnovers. I mean, Dak Prescott has, I think, four or seven interceptions and seven touchdowns over the last few games, something like that. Just, just turning the ball over a lot. Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he's not playing at the monstrous level that we've come to expect where he's blowing through guys. He's not really doing that as much. Uh, if they keep throwing interceptions, that's going to be a long, hard road. Um, we saw him got eliminated last season because of a bad mistake by uh, in, the, in the playoffs by Dak Prescott. We ran down the middle where he shouldn't have. Uh, so I think that could be another mistake. Defensively, I think they can you know play point for point with anybody. Um, but with you know, that really close game that they had with the Eagles where they really kind of got blown up a little bit, and they have times where they fall behind. So I think they have the pieces to succeed, but it's really going to depend on can Ezekiel Elliott actually mow people over and get those downs can tony pollard be healthy he probably will be he'll probably come back but it's going to be there and it will Dak prescott limit the amount of interceptions that he's throwing if they can do that i think they're in a good situation but because of some of the things that they've shown us during the regular season and the amount of interceptions versus touchdowns that he's throwing 
and based off the fact that the, I think it was the yeah the 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 the, um, the Titans game the uh, the uh, stats that he put up yesterday weren't great. There were a lot of interceptions within those and a fumble. So they've made mistakes that you know can cost you. And their defense is having to do a lot to step up. Now I believe that defense can handle that workload. But the question is, can this team do enough to back up that team? And that's why I kind of sit them on that fringe of pretender to you know actually a legit contender. All right. Um- so in addition to the NF, well, actually, before I go to the uh, college playoffs, I didn't hear you say Tampa's name in that. Is that just yeah, because well, they're in the you high. don't even, th- you, you, well. And well, they seal the deal if they beat the Panthers. They're going to beat the Panthers. If they beat the Panthers and don't get blown out like they did last time. Yeah. I, I, I firmly believe with where they're at, with Ryan Jensen coming back, Tristan Wirth playing, the defense playing where they're playing, and Russell Gage stepping up, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Fournette, like if they play the way they've been playing the last two weeks, three weeks, if they beat the Panthers, that's on the streak to, a, to being really hot and just blowing through the playoffs. If they struggle against the Panthers, which can count cost them the playoffs, the question remains: Are they actually a legit contender? But the way they've been playing, I believe they're contenders. Okay, all right, love to hear that. Okay, so let's talk about college football. We've got the college football playoffs coming here mm-hmm. uh, up shortly. Uh, obviously, this is Tomorrow, a much actually. it's a much quicker run. We've just got four teams right now in the yep. playoffs, right? <laughs> and so four teams go down to two, and then we and get then a, it's over. Then we get a winner. Um, so, what's your prediction for the first two games here of the uh, of the college playoffs? Yeah, the college football. First day is always a lot of fun, but I expect Georgia to limit Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State poses that much of a threat to that great Georgia defense. I, I think we'll be able to steamroll anyone that uh, gets in front of them. But as far as the Michigan TCU game is concerned, I think you know, I think TCU will put up a fight. I, I think they, I think any team that is forcing their way in there has to play the way that TCU had to play. Yeah, they might not have played anyone that great, but they they went through it. They played it. They got to the point where they're at. They did a really good game against Kent State right before this uh, playoff game. And it seemed like they got a lot of fight, a lot of energy in them. But I just think Michigan, you know, just being an established school that's been there before, has the coach that they have, has the players that they have, being able to play some better opponents than TCU has had to play. Um, and I think they've just done a better job this season and just overall, you know, experience, like I said, within this program, I think it's going to probably be seven point Michigan victory. I think TCU though is going to put up a good fight just because I think anyone that has to do what TCU had to do and it was counted out at the beginning of the season always has that chip on their shoulder with nothing to lose or always a team that play the best. I think even at one point you may even see Michigan down by a few points, maybe going right before half, maybe right before the uh, Michigan goes on a tear. We don't really know, but I, I, I expect it to be a close game just because I think TCU is going to play with their hearts out and, and try to get uh, as much as they can done. So personally, I think, you know, if you look at it at the end of the day, I think we're going to see a Georgia-Michigan uh, slate for the uh, the championship game. But I think it's going to be fun nonetheless. I think, you know, like I said, I think the first game, or I can't remember the order, but I think I think it's the first game, the, the Michigan-TCU game is going to be a lot of fun because I think it's going to be a the closer of the two battles. Um, but I think, like I said, I always enjoy college football playoffs, but I'm more excited about that TCU-Michigan game just because I like the fight that the underdogs always put to the overdogs. I think that's always a lot of fun. So. That's our that's our national championship game, you that's think? My, that's my prediction, personally. All right. Good deal. Love it. All right. Well, thanks for hanging, talking through some things. Uh, uh, listeners, enjoy the, uh, the, the, the college football end of the season fun, and 
get ready for the NFL playoffs, people. Sounds fun. They're coming. All right. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for hanging. Listeners, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. God bless.